أعوذ بالله بسم الحمد لله وكفى وسلاما على عباده الذين استفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الذين آمنوا ثم كفروا ثم آمنوا ثم كفروا ثم أزدادوا كفرا لم يكن الله ليغفل لهم ولا ليهديهم سبيلا بشر المنافقين بأن لهم عذابا أليما الذين يتخذون الكافرين أولياء من دون المؤمنين أيبتغون عندهم العزة فإن العزة لله جميعا سبحان ربك رب العزة أما يصفون وسلاما على المرسلين وحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم Tonight we finished the fifth para and even started part of the sixth juz in the Qur'an al-Kareem. In the fifth juz is Surah al-Nisa. In Surah al-Nisa, these are verses number 137 to 139. The original meaning of these verses is for the munafiqeen. Right? At the time of the Prophet, some people accepted iman, then chose to disbelieve, then accepted iman, then chose to believe. However, the reason Allah subhanahu wa mentioned this is that many Muslims later on in life will have a lesser type of nifaq. Just like there is a greater shirk, shirk jali, and there is a lesser, lesser shirk, shirk khafi, just like that there is a nifaq khafi. And that is something that a lot of believers are plagued with is that either we have some doubt about Allah, then we become certain, then we have a doubt, then we become certain, or we do some amal, then we leave it, then we do some amal, then we leave it, or we stay away from sin, but then we commit it again, then we stay away from the sin, and then we commit it again. So if we take iman, not to refer to nafsi iman, as it is here, but iman to refer to kamal iman, and inna ladina amanu, that person who is successful in adorning himself with one of the attributes of iman, maybe sabr, thumma kafaru, but then denies that attribute, then again falls into anger. Or inna ladina amanu thumma kafaru, that person who is able to control his gaze. Thumma kafaru, but then again misdirects his gaze. Right? Thumma amanu thumma kafaru, then goes back to iman and goes back to kufr. So this notion of wavering, going to and fro from one thing to the other. Right? Between our own little inner iman and our lesser type of kufr, lesser type of shirk. Thumma kafaru, thumma zdadu kufran. Happens that it's sort of like three strikes. <laughs> that you can waver once, you can waver twice. But the third time when a person then, in, Allah, Allah makes them increase in their kufr, then lam yakunin lahul lahum. Then it's not possible that Allah Ta'ala will forgive them. And neither that Allah Ta'ala will guide them to a path. In this particular sense, it means that that person who falls into a sin the third time, he doesn't have the tawfiq then to do again thumma amana. What means here is that repeated persistence in sin makes us, doesn't make us kafir, but prevents us from making ispikpar and tawbah from that sin. And what happens is many of us we get content. We just think that oh, that's a part of us, that's some deficiency that we have, and we're somehow willing to live with that deficiency. We should never do that. When you give up, the only way Allah Ta'ala will ever give up on you is when you give up on yourself. 
When you give up on yourself and you're going back and then smashed back again, then you rise up again, then you're smashed down again. If you choose to lie down, if you choose to lie down, then there's, you cannot get the maghfrit of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, nor will He give you hidayah. But if you keep getting up, keep trying to get out of the sin, not only will you get the maghfrit for the sin that you did because you chose to return out of that sin, you chose to exit from it, even if it's to go back, but you keep exiting from it, so number one step, you keep getting the maghfrit. If you keep doing it, then one day Allah Ta'ala will give you hidayah for that sabil. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala will give you guidance to that way out of that sin. Right? And that's a general thing that we notice that people give up too easily. Ramadan, alhamdulillah, is a month in which a person doesn't give up. Because a person is not allowed to give up. What happens when you normally give up? You start slacking. You sleep through fajr. You miss some jamaats. Maybe you miss a couple of prayers, you skip your Qur'an. Whatever you were doing, you start skipping. And Ramadan is a month where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put you in such a groove, you can't skip. There's no way, even if you were to commit some sin at night, there's no way you would sleep through Fajr. You still would force yourself to get up. This is also part of the training of Ramadan. A teaching a person that despite our sins, or despite our mistakes, or despite our shortcomings, we have to keep going. We have to be unrelenting. This is where unrelenting in the pursuit of this fast, you have to be unrelenting in the pursuit of your iman and of iman al yaqeen and kamal iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then, to that, the next verse is actually specifically for the formal munafiqeen who are munafiqeen in their iman, bashir munafiqeen bi anallahumadhaban alima, that inform the munafiqs that verily in store for them is a terrible, painful punishment. However, the next verse, Those people who choose to take unbelievers for awliya, which means unbelievers for protecting friends, for guardians, for guides, as opposed to the believers. Do they think that they can find izzat from them? Are they searching izzat from them? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لِلَّهِ جَمِيعًا That all of izzat belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now again, this can be referred to see, taking the kuffar as awliya or the way of the kuffar as awliya. The mentality, their outlook, their ideology, their political system, their social system, their moral system, their culture, their media, their fashion, their TV, their music, all of that. Because... If you think about it, for most people who engage in these things, these things are their awliya, these things are their friends. They go home and they watch the TV, the TV is their friend. The TV is their source of comfort. The TV is their source of solace. Right? The music, the movies, the culture, the fashion, all of that are things that they are very friendly with, that they are attached to. And they themselves done that. Nobody's forced it on them. They have done ittikhaz, they've selected that for to hold dear to them. As opposed to the way of the mu'mineen, the sabil al-mu'mineen, right, which is the Islamic manhaj, the Islamic way of life, or the Islamic lifestyle. And a person does so perhaps one reason Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioning because they're looking for izzat. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, no, izzat only belongs to Allah. The only way any human being will ever get izzat is by following the teachings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Elsewhere in the Quran al-Kareem, he says, لِلَّهِ الْإِزَّةِ وَلِلْرَسُولِهِ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ that verily to Allah subhanahu wa belongs izzat, sharf, maqam, to His beloved Messenger sallallahu and to the believers.
all continues about the munafiqeen. إن تبدو خيرا أو تخفوه أو تعفو أن سوء فإن الله كان عفوا قديرا. That if you do something good manifest, أو تخفوه or you hide it, you commit a good deed secretly, أو تعفو أن سوء or you forgive somebody else's evil or transgression, right? فإن الله كان عفوا قديرا that know that verily Allah SWT is all forgiving and is all powerful has the ability to forgive so there's three things mentioned in this ayah that can enable us to get the forgiveness of Allah SWT one is to do a zahir good deed right and this all of this nisbat is coming to the second word here in Allah SWT's attribute qadir and if you do a zahir, zahir good deed know that Allah SWT is qadir Allah Ta'ala is all powerful is more powerful than you and your ability to do a good deed. Secondly, if you do a hidden good deed. And the third thing is if you forgive somebody else. And Ramadan is also the month to not just get Allah SWT forgive you, but for us to forgive one another and for us to forgive others. So much so that the Prophet said in the Hadith that on Laylatul Qadr, every single person is forgiven except that person who has broken the heart of their fellow Muslim. So we would want them before Laylatul Qadr comes that if there's any Muslims whose heart we have broken that we should seek their forgiveness. Right? So that we may get Allah Taala's forgiveness by becoming forgiven to others. Then Allah Taala mentions another group of people who are kufar. And what do they say? وَيَكُولُونَ نُؤْمِنُوا بِبَعْضِهُمْ وَنَكْفُرُوا بِبَعْضِ That we believe in it in part of it. وَيْرِيدُونَ أَنْ يَتَّخِذُوا بَيْنَ ذَلِكَ سَبِيلًا And they want to take some path in between truth and falsehood. أُولَٰئِكَ هُمَ الْكَافِرُونَ حَقَّ These are actually the real kufar. And if you look at this, this is the situation that the modernist Muslim is falling in. That they want to take part of Islam, but they don't want to take the other part. And actually, why is this referred to as the ultimate type of kufr? One is for a person to say, I reject the whole Qur'an. Obviously, that's a type of kufr. For somebody to say, you see, what they're doing is, but they're then denying, obviously, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then there's for somebody who claims that they believe in Allah. But they say, I want to take part of the Qur'an or follow part of the Shia. I will leave part of the Shia. That is an even more superior type of kufr. Because what you've done is you've set your own self, your own akal up as a rival to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As if you make the deen. That no, I will decide what from this is still relevant and what from this is no longer relevant. I will decide what to follow and what not to follow. This, they want to believe and they're genuine, they're not lying. They genuinely believe in part of it. They're not lying. They're not kafir. They believe in Allah. They believe that this is the revelation of Allah. And they genuinely believe that part of it should still be followed. And equally, generally, they believe that part of it should be totally relegated to history. Allah SWT is also mentioned that's also a type of kufr. Right? That's an extreme thing. To think that you can play Allah SWT, that you can change the book, that you can pick and choose what you want to do. Then Allah SWT says, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَرُسُلِهِ وَلَمْ يُفَرِّقُوا بَيْنَ أَحَدٍ مِّنْهُمْ أُولَٰئِكَ الصَّوْفَ يُؤْتِيهِمْ أُجُورَهُمْ 
وكان الله غفور رحيما this is a notion of that we do not distinguish between any of the messengers and sometimes this question comes up that Allah subhanahu wa says elsewhere in the Quran that he has preferred the Prophet over all the messengers then there are verses like this which say that Allah subhanahu wa not distinguish between the messengers so in terms of our iman in terms of our iman we have equal iman in all the messengers we have as much iman that Isa alayhi was a nabi as much iman that Isa alayhi was a nabi that we have iman that Rasulullah was the last nabi but in terms of ita'at ittiba' and muhabba which is the other three aspects of our relationship with the Prophet we have more ita'at more ittiba' and more muhabba for Rasulullah because he is afda and not only that he is the greatest and the final and the leader and the imam of all of the Anbiya and of all of the Mursaleen. Nifaq is something that if we were really to understand it and if we were ever to go through a series of the alamat of the Munafiqeen, you would be amazed. If we were to go through the series of the alamat of the Munafiqeen, mention the Quran and mention the Hadith, we would find them inside of ourselves. For example, in the Quran Kareem, Allah SWT describes one of the signs of the hypocrites that لا يذكرون الله إلا قليلا that they do not make dhikr of Allah, they do not remember Allah إلا قليلا except a little bit. So in other words, قليل dhikr munafiq. Why? Because to be mu'min, الَّذِينَ يَذْكُرُونَ اللَّهَ قِيَامًا وَقُعُودًا وَعَلَى جُنُوبِهِمْ Right? Or وَالذَّاكِرِينَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا وَالذَّاكِرَاتِ So to be mu'min, you have to do dhikrullah kathir. And if you found a dhikrullah qaleel, so it's not kufr. Obviously, if somebody is doing the dhikr of Allah a little bit, they believe in Allah. But that's mentioned as a sign of the munafiqeen. Why? Because the munafiqs were people who didn't enjoy worship, didn't desire to do worship. They wanted to do as little as possible. That is one sign that may be upon us. Another sign is that their hearts are hardened. What does that mean? That means as follows. Is when they commit an act of sin when they commit an act of sin they don't feel any remorse and regret afterwards Alhamdulillah 99% mean you are above that but there's some traces of nifaq left in us there are few sins left that we do and we do them shamelessly and that's going back to what I was saying in the beginning that this is the problem is that we do it shamelessly because we have become content we're fine with it we, either we've given up or we make excuses or we justify it or we rationalize it. But then once we do that and we become none, that becomes our nifaq. And that's where these ayat come in then. The iman, then kufr, then iman, then kufr. This ban, ban state is a type of nifaq. And then we make ourselves mahroom of Allah's maghfirah. So this month of Ramadan, right, rather than being so happy about how much we're fasting and praying and everything, this is the month to pinpoint those sins. We all know what they are inside of us, that we were doing year round, and we were not able to leave. This is the month to work on that. Baki Allah Ta'ala is doing it for you for free. Baki sara neki Allah Ta'ala aap se Namaz Allah Ta'ala aap se padwane. Tarawi Allah Ta'ala aap se padwane. Roze Allah Ta'ala aap se rakhwane. Shaitan Allah Ta'ala ne baanne. Ye sab kuch Allah Ta'ala ki taraf se. All of this, again I keep stressing you, all of this whole system of Ramadan is to enable you to strike the final death blow to your nafs. Unless you strike that final death blow, then all of the scenery of Ramadan, all those ibadat and stuff will just go away when Ramadan ends. 
it'll just be a one month show right one month I used to show up myself in the masjid and I used to sit there for two hours and I used to do this and I used to do that and I used to do this 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 that's it don't compare yourself to the others. Don't try to think that, oh gee, oh, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to go to dorms, 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 I'm going Fasting to enable you to hammer that sin away. The Quran you read, the du'as you make, every single thing is only to make you hammer that sin away. That's la'allakum tattakun. To become a person of taqwa. Do that taqwa. Doesn't say la'allaka sa'imun. Doesn't say so that you may pray, so that you may read Quran, so that you may fast, so that you make du'a. That's not the maqsad of Ramadan. The maqsad is taqwa. Everything is designed to increase our ability to get that taqwa. But unless you get it, it's not going to come to you automatically. So we have to make it our mission that whatever those things are left, the last vestiges of sin, could be sinful action, sinful emotion, sinful thought, sinful desire, whatever it is, we have to start attacking it. All month we have to be attacking it. If we attack it all month through the barakah of this month and the barakah of all of the ibadat of this month, inshallah, Aziz, by the end of this month, we will be able to strike that death blow. And then truly we will emerge from this month amongst the muttakun. And a person who emerges from this month amongst the muttakun, then that person is set for their whole life. That person will be set for their whole life and for their whole akhirah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us people of taqwa. وآخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين سبحان ربنا وارحم الله مسلي على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد ومبارك وسلم ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكوننا من الخاسرين يا الله يا رب الكريم we ask you to purge us from our نفاق يا الله we ask you to purge us from our inner hypocrisies Ya Allah, truly sometimes we fall into sin. Sometimes we persist in good deeds and we fall back into sin. Ya Allah, we are sick of this going back to and fro. Ya Allah, we want to have consistency. We want to have honesty. We want to have sincerity. We want to have purity. In we want to have a life of ikhlas, a life of tahara, a life of istikama, a life of ibadah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to take on all of the nifaq from our heart, all of the nifaq from our mind, all of the nifaq from our eyes, all of the nifaq from our tongue. Ya Rabbi Kareem, when we look at ourselves, we view ourselves as dripping with nifaq. But Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, you are the epitome of mercy. Ya Allah, we ask you to shower us in your mercy and take away our nifaq. Ya Allah, take away our lies. Take away the lies we tell others. Take away the lies in which we have surrounded and wrapped ourselves. Ya Allah, take away our delusions. Take away our deceptions. Ya Allah, take away each and everything about us that is keeping us from breaking through on this path of taqwa. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to grant us didi kasur. We ask you to open up our faults for us. Ya Allah, magnify them in our eyes so that it is no longer possible for us to ignore them. Ya Allah, make them appear as repugnant to us in our eyes as they really 
are and as repugnant they are to you. Ya Allah, let us feel the karahat of sin. Ya Allah, let us feel the zammat of sin, the blameworthiness of sin. And Ya Rabbi Kareem, in the barakah of this month of Ramadan, in the barakah of the amal of this month, in the barakah of the rahmat and the fuzat of this month, Ya Allah, we ask you to enable us to remove all of these last traces of sin and to come to you on the path of the Sirat al-Mustaqeem. Rabbana takabal minna innaka anta samiyul adeem. Watubu alayna innaka anta tawabu rahim. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala habibihi Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Bi rahmatika ya alhamdulillah.